Welcome to Insights from Leaders with me, Lucy Carter from 10opalsquare.co.uk. In this series of podcasts, you'll hear my honest and frank conversations with leaders from accountancy and wider professional services firms, sharing their path to leadership and how they continue to thrive. Through listening, you'll find there's lots you'll be able to relate to your journey into leadership, but also gain advice and top tips to help you on your way too. On today's episode, my guest is Mariko O'Neill, who is a partner at PA Consulting Group and a member of PA's management team. She's originally from the UK, but now based in the US and has been a management consultant for over 20 years, specialising in change management, business design and IT strategy in the life sciences industry. Through her leadership, she strives to drive action by simplifying complex situations into manageable pieces and creating environments for teams to thrive and achieve outcomes. Let me share our recent conversation with you now. Hi, Marika. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Lucy. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you so much for joining me today um, and be part of today's um, podcast. Um, and before we get into things, I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to share a little bit about what your first job was. I'm always intrigued as to where people started out before they got into their careers. Yeah, of course. Um, so in terms of I guess real career type job versus like my Saturday job at the uh, the shopping mall when I was growing up. Um, it was it was working for a small marketing agency, which was run by this incredible husband and wife team, and they built it from the ground up. Um, and because it was so small, um, my job was basically kind of a little bit of everything. So it was just that really good grounding into like what work was going to be like. We got to do research, report writing, event planning talking with clients a little bit, um, all those things that, you know, I have you know, been core to what I've done since. Um, but I, I got to kind of dabble in a little bit of lots of things, which was really fun. So it was a small company, was it? How many people worked there? Um, so there was the husband and wife that ran it, and then there was two of us that worked worked with them. Um, so, yeah, pretty tiny, like four yeah. or maybe five of a stretch sometimes. Yeah, so a completely different environment from today. Um, yeah. What do you reckon you learned from that experience? Like, so I think a couple of things that I learned from it, like one, one of my biggest takeaways was um, the importance of building relationships. So my boss, Sandy, was just brilliant at that. I mean, she, she still is. She's, she's smart, tenacious, powerful, like massively respected in her field. Um, but she also had this brilliant way of connecting with people at all levels. Um, like just that, you know, those people who really listen and empathize and they're able to add their insight without ego. Um, she, she is what, she's one of those people. So for me, like having that female role model early in my career um, was, was brilliant. Um, so I, I think that plus, um, I guess, kind of on the... On the flip side, the other kind of interesting thing I learned from that experience, because it was so small, um, I could see how hard it was for um, for Sandy and her husband to step away or switch off from work because it was so core to their lives. Um, and like my dad was very similar when I was growing up. He worked 70-hour weeks. I found it really hard to switch off. And um, 
well, I admire the work ethic, but I also find it, I, I, even then I found that quite scary, that concept of like work being everything. Um, so I think kind of seeing that, the lesson I sort of took away is just the importance of needing to try to find balance um, in whatever career path I chose to take from there. Um, and I'm not going to say it's something I've necessarily found, even just mm-hmm. having this conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I need to be better, be better at that. Um, but, you know, I, I think kind of seeing seeing people struggle a little bit with that is actually quite a, a good thing to learn from for what you want for your own career. Mm. And I guess working in such a small environment, you're then they're much much closer to the leaders than you might be in larger organisations. So you have to see what it, it requires for people in those leadership and leading positions. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it was it was very cool to see you know two people start a firm based on like it was it was all around sort of um, the big mission was getting more women into the construction industry and just seeing how energized they would get around that mission and that you know building a career around something that you really care about um to them you know they put those long hours in i'm sure because it's their business and their livelihood but also something they really cared about um so that's that's pretty inspiring yeah absolutely so following on from that what, what's been your career path since then and so when I when I left that job, um, I, I did the classic backpacker thing for a few months. I worked nice. in, in Australia. Um, so I was at a cattle station for a few months, just chasing cows around, um, mm. which was uh, kind of my trying to maximise my time in the great outdoors before um, what I assumed would be a few years behind the desk. Um, and then um, I took an analyst level job when I got back to London um, at PA Consulting. And 22 years later, I'm still at PA. Um, obviously, my, my work and my life have changed a ton over that time. Um, so I've you know, I've worked in different countries. I've started out in the UK. I'm now based in the US. Um, I, I've worked across different industries so criminal justice theme parks pharmaceuticals now is is where I really focus um and um, you know I've seen my responsibilities change obviously as I've risen up risen up the ranks um from sort of management into leadership um but you know all with the same within the same firm which I think is somewhat unusual now um but it's been kind of quite cool just being able to craft a few different careers almost within one company yeah definitely the the benefit of working for larger organizations and so on your path into leadership what what would you say you've learned the hard way um it's a really great question Um, i i feel like so so much um you know it's always uh i i sometimes feel like if you're not if you're not struggling a bit if it comes too easy you're probably not learning um so and um, I think one of the big lessons for me um was when asking for help so I think when you sort of first come into a job and when you're sort of working up the ranks and you're quite ambitious it's quite hard to um it's quite hard to ask for help you sort of feel like if you ask for help you're letting people know that you you don't you know, you don't know things and maybe you don't deserve that promotion, um, you know, or, or whatever else. Um, and so I kind of, I went in with this mindset of like, the harder I worked, you know, the quicker I'd get there. I was just like shades of my dad's 70 hour work week creeping in. Um, yeah. And 
you know, and I, I think I've, I didn't want people to think I wasn't capable, so I didn't ask. And um, I think what I've learned along the way is that actually the opposite is true. Um, but you can't make it on your own. Um, it's trying to do it on your own is very lonely and limiting and, well, quite frankly, boring. Um, <laughs> and like, you need that support and that sponsorship and that collaboration if you're going to make it sort of you know, through the ranks, if you're going to get to really follow the things that you want to do. Um, and then even more so at leadership as well, like that element of being kind of brave enough to show some vulnerability and openness mm. to learning um, is massively important if you're going to build rapport with your team. So that's probably my, my hardest thought lesson was kind of like opening myself up, I think, and not sort of... Uh, not always presenting that, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing front. Yeah. And do you now see that in others that are around you that are looking to make it into leadership um, that are sort of almost walking in the, in the same shoes that you were and, and not asking for the help? Um, I do. And I think one of the I think one of the interesting pivots I've seen within within my own organization over the last probably sort of three to five years is um, actually leadership being much more open about the concept of sponsorship. Um, so asking leaders to sponsor people coming up through the ranks. So it's kind of making the offer of help, which I think opens the door a bit more yes. to asking for help. So that's really, for me, that's been such a positive. It helped me coming through um, and it's, it's just been such a positive to kind of unlocking that it's okay to ask for help and it's expected that you will ask for help and it's expected that you will have sponsors who will help you through as opposed to you having to navigate your own path on your own. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's a really nice touch and a nice way, like you say, of opening that door and that opening that conversation. Um so now that you're in, you know, a partnership position, you, you know, you are a leader, what, what tends to keep you motivated in your role? Um, so, gosh, I, I think it's, it probably, this will come across as a bit cheesy, um, but it's probably like a combination of the people I work with and the chance to do really interesting work with, with great clients. Um, so, you know, I, I talked about sponsorship, like, I've had some really great examples of leadership um, and people that have self selflessly sponsored me through, you know, through to where I am now, um, you know, and, and give me that little kick when I was doubting myself, a big yeah. proverbial kick when I was doubting myself and things like that. Um, so, you know, part of my motivation is um, kind of, you know, part of it is, you know, showing, showing them that their faith was well placed, um, but also paying back forward to people who are coming up the ladder now um you know there's that they've set the example for me I want to pay it forward and hope people sort of you know who I pay it forward to you know also pay it forward etc so it's this kind of this need to really kind of lift and pull each other through and to build something bigger um so that that kind of just that is really motivating to me as a leader um and then I think the other cool thing is just you know having like the way my role has changed um as I've sort of moved up the firm has been has been pretty cool um it's you know I 
I think when I was coming up, like one of the things that made me a little bit uncomfortable was the idea that at leadership, my role would change from doing to selling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you're working in professional services. I always found that kind of that sales thing always felt a little bit icky to me. Yes. Um, and you know, and I felt a bit uncomfortable with it. I just wanted to do good work, right? Um, yeah. And I think what's been quite cool, um, actually now sort of being there is it's really less about sales and much more about service um so i really enjoy um working with clients who you know i've got relationships with who i like um and finding those opportunities to serve them um not selling them stuff they don't need and jeopardizing those trusting relationships Mm. by overselling but actually sort of working with them to identify what those needs are and then like tapping back into the brilliant people within the team who can, you know, who bring that expertise um, to help them you know, realize the opportunities. So it's that kind of, I'm really motivated by that change of role, which I actually thought I was not going to enjoy. It's actually pretty cool if you frame it in the way that doesn't feel icky. <laughs> yeah. And I think changing it and looking at it as if what, what, what does the client need? You're not selling it. It's actually helping them along the way. Yeah. It's a completely different mindset, isn't it? It really, it really is. And I think it's one of those, it's something that, um, you know, as, as I'm talking to people coming through the ranks, um, I find a lot of people get really stuck or really blocked at that. My role is going to change. The things I'm really good at now, I'm going to, I'm not going to be doing anymore. I'm going to have to do something different, mm-hmm. but actually that ability to do and to serve and to, you know, to fulfill those, you know, those promises you're making to clients, that all continues. You might be doing a little bit less PowerPoint, um, yes. but all the other stuff is still like very sort of very, very intrinsic to the role, regardless of where you're at in, in the organization. Um, and I still do a fair amount of PowerPoint, let's face it. <laughs> Can't get away. Can't get away. <laughs> And and we know that that learning is is an ongoing um, art and, and development. And I'm wondering what what's on your next on your list for learning more about. Yeah, so um, I think this. Yeah, so I yeah, you're you're right. We are always learning. Um, but I think I learn stuff from my kids every day. Let alone yes. my, and my clients. Um, I mean, I, I will kind of freely admit that I'm not someone who's like massively into business books and stuff like that I definitely kind of learn more by kind of observing and doing Mm. um but one of the you know one of the cool areas that I've been learning a lot more about over the last years and probably slightly behind the curve um you know is you know so I'm part of PA's agile team um and so you know like a lot of folks you know have done a fair number of agile courses um you know understand the concepts and theory the real thing, like the thing I'm really enjoying right now is just kind of learning from my colleagues and you know, seeing those ways that they're really making agile as a concept work, particularly in organizations that are much more traditional, much more waterfall in their mindset and thinking. Like for me, the fascinating thing isn't the let's do a course and learn about the concept, but it's the let's see it in action and see how you need to take that theory and make it real because throwing the throwing the agile rule book isn't going to work for anyone right you can give it to people and just yeah it's not it's not going to help them be productive 
active. So I'm, I'm like just right now just loving kind of being part of my agile team at PA and, and really kind of learning from others as to how we make this real for clients and how we help clients to get beyond the rule book and make it work for them. So it doesn't just feel like more to do or, you know, the next fancy thing, but actually something that's real and going to really help them to achieve value quicker. Um, so that's quite, that's quite fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you want it to make a difference, don't you? So it's then being able to see that difference um, happen. Yeah, it's it's that very like pragmatic stuff, right? Um, it's yeah, yeah. For for me, it's um, I've if I, I need to be able to see stuff in, you know, I need to be able to see stuff very tangibly. You know, I think we all sort of learn in slightly different ways, and actually seeing it tangibly, seeing it work, you get so much inspiration from that and can take it elsewhere as well and take those learnings and apply and adjust them based on you know the next client's particular needs and things like that yeah lovely and so many of the people listening to this podcast will be you know aspiring leaders looking to make that step and looking back on on your path and your experience um what piece of advice would you give to people that are looking to demonstrate they've got what it takes to be a leader So I, I think the best bit of advice um, I was ever given was to to get comfortable with yourself and find your own voice. Um, so and I and I still remember I still remember that the, the guy who the guy who told me a guy called Alan he was brilliant. We were on a training course together and he pointed out to me that the me I was bringing to work was very different to the me that had, had drinks with the team the night before in the bar. Um, and obviously we all have that kind of. We, we have that, all have that sort of veneer of professionalism when we show up to the office. Um, but I think we also need to be able to bring ourselves. Um, and coming up through the consulting ranks over like, the past two decades, which is scary to think about, um, yeah. I, did, I didn't see many female role models out there in leadership. So I think in my head, I built this thing that to be a leader, I had to assume a more masculine way of working. Mm. I had to be like formal and suited and booted. Um, and like, honestly, that's exhausting. I be coming to work with that, that front or that, that mask, you never really achieve your full potential um, when you, you know, you're putting your effort into being something you're not. And so, um, you know, for me, it was that, you know, being comfortable with understanding who I was, what the strengths were that I bring to the table, um, and bringing those to the front. Because, um, you know, for me, I was sort of looking at my path to leadership and thinking, well, if I need to be male-suited, booted, you know, white to get to leadership, I probably it's going to be exhausting when I get there because they're going to have promoted someone who's not me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had to kind of get my head around that before I really took that path. Um, and there was a test there as well, which is, you know, if my organization didn't value me for my authentic self, didn't value me as a leader for me, then that was okay, right? I needed to go find an organization that did. Yes. And um, so that would be kind of my advice is like, find your voice, be comfortable with yourself and take the path as yourself. And if your organization does not value that, that tells you something in and of itself, right? Go find an organization that does value you and your strengths. Um, it's going to be a much more productive, 
um, experience. It's going to be much less frustrating for you um, and it will help you to actually unlock your own potential. Yeah, I think that's great advice and I think will will help um, a lot of people feel comfortable in their own skin um, and finding the place that is right for them um, for, in order for them to shine and be successful in what they do. Yes, and it's not easy, right? Like I, I sort of, I still find myself slipping into, you know, slipping into, uh, you know, things that don't feel. But you, you know, when you when you've got it, when you're conscious of it, you're being intentional of it. You can pick up much better when you're perhaps behaving in a way or speaking in a way that isn't you, um, and you kind of correct yourself a little bit better. Um, and also, you know, have others around you that hold you accountable to it too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was brilliant. Thank you. And well, thank you for joining today. I think you've shared a lot of sort of hints and tips and, and insights that I think will be really helpful. So um, thank you very much. You've been listening to Insights from Leaders with Lucy Carter from tenopalsquare.co.uk. Visit the website to find out more.